like to welcome you to today's Stats and Short Stories episode. Stats and Short Stories is a partnership between Miami University and the American Statistical Association. Today's guest is Alan Schwartz, who's a journalist with a talent for telling interesting stories based on data. I'm John Baylor. I'm chair of the Department of Statistics at Miami University, and I'm joined by my colleague Richard Campbell, chair of the Department of Media, Journalism, and Film. We are delighted to be speaking to Alan Schwartz on our short episode today. Welcome, Alan. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. You've lectured to audiences on a variety of topics over the years, including mathematics and journalism and lots of other things. What stories are not being covered because of, of numeracy skills of, of current, the current set of journalists? I, I think that because journalists in general are not going to have a particularly sophisticated math or science background, some do, but almost, almost none do, um, I think that a lot of things that don't get covered are the studies that come out, you know, in a, in a peer-reviewed study published in X journal, comma, such and such was found. And the journalists will typically not read the actual study. They may not even read the abstract. They go by the press release. And, you know, there are times when, you know, you're on deadline or whatever, but in general, that's, it's a terrible strategy because oftentimes the study is wrong or the study was done in such a way that it doesn't support the conclusion either in the abstract or in the press release. Mm -hmm. And so if the journalist does not have the ability really to parse out the study, okay, uh, it would be wonderful if, for example, the American Statistical Association were to have kind of a hotline where, hey, look, if you're doing, if you're doing something on a study and you're not sure you understand it, yes, talk to the author, and that's great but we'll be able to hook you up with an expert in that particular area who might help you understand the study, might be able to read the study and give you a quote, which is always a wonderful thing, uh, but to help, to help hold your hand, frankly, a little bit. I think that the fear that many journalists have in diving deeper is that they know they can't do it, and then they don't know who can. And so they call the author, the author says that how smart they are and how perfect the study is, and no one ever, ever second guesses it, and, or first guesses it in this case. So I would implore uh, the ASA, if they aren't already doing this, to kind of have a hotline uh, for journalists. Uh, th there is something in place right now. There's a stats.org, you know, S-T-A-T-S dot O-R-G. And uh, so there, that's a, one of our, our guests, Tre Trevor Butterworth, is, was involved in that. And oh, so I had uh, lunch with Trevor last week. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so that's, there's a, a, a panel in support of that, of, of kind of stat experts that are somewhat on call to help with that. But I think, I think your point's really well, well taken, the idea that when, you, when you're looking at these articles, if, you don't, if you're not careful, what you're tempted to do is read, read only the press release, and then the next level is I'll read the uh, introduction and I'll read the discussion. And it, it takes a while for people that, that want to dive in and read both the methods and the results in, in, in a critical way. I was going to ask you, too, as a general reader, when you're reading other journalists' stories in covering data, what drives I, you nuts? Well, it drives me nuts. All right. Well, they're little things, uh, perhaps petty, but things like the law of averages, or the law of large numbers, where they use they say that the law of large numbers is if you wait long enough, something really weird happens, which is of course the exact opposite <laughs> of what the law of large numbers truly says. I love it when people say it's a you know there's something uh, uh, you know population is only a fraction of what it once was, and I always wonder if that fraction is four thirds. 
Um, you know, thing, things like that, or, you know, such and such is growing exponentially, you know, drives me, drives me crazy. Um, we had one, there was one in the New York times once where it was something like the speed at which something was growing higher is accelerating. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Like the fifth derivative or something? Like what in the world is that? Um, and I get it. It makes me smile. I mean, I think we all could, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be the downfall of civilization. Um, but in the same way that I passed a, um, a parking sign on the street here in New York the other day, and it says, park here for events. <laughs> and there's an apostrophe before the S, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Um, you know, those are the things that, that drive me crazy. Uh, I think the more, far more important thing and disturbing thing, but far less addressable, frankly, the scientific study, so-called scientific study, that's taken on faith, that's taken on face value, because two things. One, everything that I've written about and have received credit for having clarified uh, in, in the public realm and corrected very bad messages that had existed before, all of those things came from scientific studies that have been poorly done or mm -hmm. poorly reported. And um, so it's, it's, it's a shame we don't have more folks who can do that. And um, I have yet to read a scientific study or peer-reviewed published study in which I did not find a mistake. Mm -hmm. and now, it could be spelling of a word, admittedly, but most of the time it's a number that was miscarried or they said it was 69 in one spot and it was 68 in another spot um, and up to and including, frankly, fraud, mm -hmm. I found outright fraud and reported it in the paper where there were there were where the conclusion was that such, there was some correlation between two things and there was obviously no correlation at all and the person knew it um that does drive me crazy thankfully it's a little less frequent so let, let's let's end on a somewhat positive note i mean as you as you reflect back on your career what what do you think um journalists are doing better in terms of, of dealing with data as part of stories than maybe when you first started? Well, I think the tools available to us are so much more sophisticated. Uh, you know, even an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, imagine the power of that that didn't really exist 20 years ago. I mean, of course, mm -hmm. it, it did on the Apple IIc or whatever, <laughs> Lotus, but that's not the point. Um, you know, you can run... You can figure out averages. You can figure out highs and lows. You can figure out distributions. So even if you're not a stat head, um, you're going to have a certain facility uh, that you didn't mm -hmm. otherwise have. And I think also with the internet, it is easier to connect with experts uh, than, it, than it once was. Right. So I do think that the information revolution, if you will, has made it so much easier to take what you're given and see if you can make sense of it quickly. Oh, very good. Well, it's been our distinct pleasure to have Alan Schwartz join us on Stats and Short Stories. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. Stay tuned and keep following us on Twitter or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your emails to statsandstories at miamioh.edu. Be sure to listen for future episodes where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. Mm -hmm.